Ask yourself this question. What is one thing, one thing you're doing in your life that gives you the feels? The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiot Radio Podcast. If you've ever thought to yourself, I am completely surrounded by idiots, uh, you are in the right place. This is the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast for those who think differently and for those who want a little bit more out of life. I am Tony Dufresne. I am a, a PhD. I'm an author and I'm a full-time Ovaltine drinker. And I'd just like to welcome you all back, all into 2019, and hope things are going well. It's the second week in January. If you're listening to this in real time, and uh, if you're if you did the resolution thing, or you're looking to change things up a little bit during the first of the year, I'm hoping I'm hoping it's going well. You know, it's statistically it takes anywhere from three to four weeks to start a new habit, and that's only going to work if you if you kind of bit off a, a piece of the sandwich that you could actually chew and swallow if you're trying to eat the whole elephant, so to speak. It's not going to work, and you're probably crashing a burner right now. I, I uh, January is really tough for me uh, going to the gym because it's slammed. But by uh, I don't know mid February or early March, it's great. So hopefully you're one of those that I will see in the gym in March, April, May, June, and July. And uh, things are different this year. You're going to make a small change and make that work. Speaking of that, this week is um, uh, is all about a brand new study that came out, and this is a legit study from a group of British psychologists. It was uh, it was published in a journal called The Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. And it is all about why you need to find a purpose, a purpose right now. Like you need a purpose, a purpose. And I'll, I'll tell you the reasons why I'm stressing the a purpose part. Yeah, it, basically a growing body of research has found that a feeling that one's life has meaning is associated with a bunch of good, positive stuff. It sounds kind of Captain Obvious, and you probably get that already, but follow me on this, and, and I'll kind of explain some really cool findings that they got from this study. It was Again, it's from the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. It, it reveals that the sense, the feeling that one is living a worthwhile life appears to be positively linked to just about every aspect of our life, not just our health. If you know, if you have a purpose and you're fired up and then you feel more motivated and you go and you work out or you just treat yourself better. Now, the paper was a part of an ongoing British study of older adults, and, uh, and it's known as the English Longitudinal Study of Aging. Longitudinal being a study that lasts, it's the same group of people, and the study lasts for a number of years. Now, the new results are based on data from more than 7,300 adults over the age of 50, which basically means you're going to get data here uh, from us old people because we've already lived through a bunch of stuff and we can kind of give you an idea of what has worked and what has not. And dealing with 7,300 people, it's going to give you some pretty good results, I would think. Now, every two years or so, their participants came in and they sat down for these interviews and a series of medical tests, and they were asked to rate how worthwhile they felt their lives to be on a scale of one to 10. So it's not a tough gig. You know, it's basically just, hey, you know, you, you take this uh, uh, health test, see how you're doing, and uh, and then let's talk about how you feel and about what's going on. Now, the results 
there were there were two parts to this. Now, the first one was kind of a social aspect of the results. And what they what they found was higher worthwhile ratings were associated with stronger personal relationships and with broader social engagement, such as involvement in civic organizations and cultural activity and volunteering. Now, marriage was important, but actually so was regular contact with friends. What this means is pretty simple. If you are socially active, if you have solid relationships, and and I've talked about it a lot, and I'm not saying you, you, you have a ton of friends and you're out there doing a bunch of stuff. If you have really saw a tribe, you got your tribe, you have two or three people that are solid. You have a great marriage or a great relationship or a, a great family, or you got a group of really great friends. That is a key to creating a level of meaning and worth in your life. This is what they found. The second part is the health part. And what they found was on the health front, those with higher worthwhile ratings, those who rated themselves higher after this longitudinal, this four-year study, those who rated themselves higher had better mental and physical health. They engaged in more physical activity. They ate more fruits and vegetables. They slept better and they were less likely to smoke. Number one, why are you smoking? Ask yourself. Smoking is 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 basically it it's a crutch. It's a it's a coping mechanism. There's a lot of other coping mechanisms that you can do. I know it's addictive and I know it's really hard to get off. I get that. But again, got to ask yourself what's more important, right, for the smoking thing. Uh sleeping better. I know you you know you give it you give it a shot. I'll I'll let that kind of go kind of here or there because a lot of people a lot of people just genetically have a little bit of a problem sleeping and uh, but do the best you can you know kind of how to prep yourself to where you have the right number of hours and uh, which actually I just read another study that said if you don't get at least seven hours it uh, doesn't allow your body to you know fight off a lot of stuff and you have more you you have a a higher uh, propensity or you have a higher chance of having plaque in your body like arteriosclerosis which is actually plaque that forms in your in your heart and uh, that they they found a direct correlation between not getting enough sleep and actually uh, creating more plaque in your body and uh, and then the, the fruits and vegetables things I, I'm telling you people ask me all the time because I'm still a personal trainer and uh, and I do that stuff along with the the success coaching and the career transition stuff that I work with my clients on and they're always asking me kind of the eating plan or the what's better or what do you think about Atkins or what do you think about keto or, or whatever. I'm telling you, there's only really one way to go. And the one way to go is the Mediterranean. And it's it's because it's an, it's not it's not a diet. It's not a quick shift. It's it's, uh, you know, keto is not sustainable. You're not going to be able to do keto for a long time. Uh, the other stuff, the Atkins, you can sustain it, but it's just it's not is proven to be as good for your body overall as something that's just more balanced. And the thing is, is that it's like me. I I can't have a lot of carbs because I know that puts weight on. And I can't have a lot of nut butter because I know that puts weight on. But in the in the understanding that all those things are important in the moderations that are going to work for you, the Mediterranean diet's a no-brainer. It's I mean, they have study after study and just history on its side for the fact that all of these people I mean, that's why they call it the Mediterranean. It's in that area. It, I mean, it kind of stems from that area and what they typically eat and what's natural for that for those the people in the Mediterranean area to eat. Um, it's just it, they live longer than everybody. 
except for those Okinawa people. But that's and again, even the Okinawa people on the the island off of Japan, it's all vegetables. It's, it's what it is. So if you want, just as a side note, Mediterranean diet, that's what you do. Now, there's an interesting twist about this whole uh, purpose study here. The new study also found that people over time, uh, they found that the more worthwhile they found their lives, the more positive changes they experienced over the four years. So this is what this means. Based on this study that lasted this four years, they found that some people that were not super healthy or actively socially engaged at the beginning, at the first year, uh, but who had high worthwhile, who had high ratings on how much their life is worth, were likely to see improvements in health and social connections by the end of the four-year study. Attitude. People that had a good attitude, even though they might not be in the healthiest state, and they might not have their eating plan set up, and they might not have, you know, they might not get enough exercise. They had a good they had a positive attitude about life. They had a sense of worth in life. They had a sense of meaning. When they when they had that and the other stuff well, wasn't super great, what happened was is that, that that led to the other parts, the health, the social part and the health part, increase over the four years because of their attitude. So basically, my thoughts about this whole thing are this. This shows... This, this study shows that having a more fulfilling life works in both directions, right? Having a gratitude mindset and a sense of your life having meaning to yourself and to other people actually creates positive momentum to be healthier and to have more social connections. It's the mindset. It's the attitude. It's having that, that gratitude. And that what that does is that kind of fuels the fire and that creates the positive energy to think to yourself, wow, you know, this is a great life and I'm having a great time, you know, and if I wanted to live longer and if I wanted to be happier, happier, more fulfilled, and I want to do more things, you know, maybe I should, uh, you know, take up um, the, the elliptical. And so I can walk further and in, in, in going to a different um, vacation and I can take longer hikes or something, something of that nature, or, or I should eat right because overall I don't want to get, have a heart attack when I'm 50. Because I want to live, because this is amazing, because this is what, that's what, that's what sustains that, that you making the, the tangible changes, the changes, you know, the, the physical changes, uh, by having an attitude. The second thing is the other direction. So if you go the other direction, your actions starting to go to the gym or changing up your, your eating plan a little bit, uh, you know, buying a, a whole wheat bread instead of the white stuff. Going that way, your actions can be healthier and have more social connections. It positively influences your attitude towards having a purpose and accepting there is meaning to your life, which creates a sense of gratitude, which then fuels you wanting to be healthier and having more deeper social connections, which then feeds back and and and, uh, and has an impact on your actions to be healthier. And it just it see how it kind of works. It goes from attitude to action. If you do action and you do positive action and something that's going to make you feel better and get the hormones going in your body, which is huge, then that will uh, that will definitely have a positive impact on attitude. And then if the other way around, then if your attitude, if you kind of bump it up and say, you know, I, I do have a lot to live for. I do. I've taken a self inventory. I have. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be alive in, in the greatest time in human history with the Internet and technology and information all over the place. And in fact, you can learn anything from anywhere. It's insane. 
you have that level of gratitude, then that fuels a level of your attitude and appreciation. And that moves forward to saying, you know what, if that's the case, then, you know, I'm going to, I feel good. I'm going to go to the gym or I feel good. I'm going to go for a walk, something like that. So it kind of goes back and forth. It's it. It's such a great, they call it in the study a virtuous loop, which is a cool statement. I, I mean, I, 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 I really don't have another better statement for it. It just, it's just like one feeds upon the other and it's just cool. So this also, but, but what this also shows is this on the downside, it shows that how dangerous isolation is. They really stressed in this study that loneliness is, is a killer and, and how, and, and if that being the case, how important it is to find your tribe. I literally just watched the newest episode of Adam Ruins Everything, which is the best show on television. It's on uh, the True Channel, TRU, True Channel. If you haven't seen Adam Ruins Everything, you got, it, it is unbelievable how good that show is. I just watched it right before taping this, and they said something about uh, loneliness and isolation, and they said it, is, it equates to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. That's how it impacts you physically. Uh, and emotionally and mentally, 15 cigarettes a day for being you know lonely or isolated. That's why it's so important. And if you're an introvert, and I'm kind of an introvert, uh, I, it just depends. Uh, you know, this ambivert, I think everybody's an ambivert, ambivert being both. And it, you just kind of have to pick your spot. Sometimes you feel like you're fired up and you want to go out. And sometimes you feel like you just want to stay at home and you don't want to deal with anybody. I, why people put have to put you in have to you have to say you're an extrovert or you have to put yourself in a classification is ridiculous because I've known a lot of people that are relatively shy maybe at the beginning but once you warm them up you can't stop them they're like this force of nature so I I think it's it just really important if you if you are more of a loner which is fine or especially for you entrepreneurs out there and believe me I spend a lot of time on my own. I have my own home office. I've had my own business for 32, 33 years now. And it's, um, and, and so you have to find an outlet, find an outlet, find your tribe, find a way to get out there and interact. And that's really, really, really important. So all that being said, I would like to give you this kind of a little, uh, now a call, like a call to action. Maybe I want, I would like to give you a little way to how to find your purpose. How to find a purpose. Sorry. So V and A is a big thing. And I want to make that very, very clear. I don't want you to go out and find the purpose of your life or what your meaning of life is. That's why people get so frustrated and they're like, I don't know, forget it. Or I don't know and I don't have one. And then they go back to playing the video games or they go back to ordering another Big Mac. It's about having a purpose. The, this whole study is based upon having a purpose. And at the beginning of the study... They talk about it doesn't even matter what your meaning, what you give meaning to in your life. It just doesn't at the at especially, you know, at, at the beginning or at this point for you. It just doesn't. You I, I like to use the analogy of your first job. This is how I like to explain how to find a purpose. Just something, right? Something to hang your hat on at the beginning. That's all I want. It's it's like your first job, it's not your dream job. I mean it's not going to be. I mean, it's like one in a billion, it's going to be your dream job. Uh, but what it does is that first job, it serves a purpose. Most of the time, it's money. Right now, we've got, you know, we're starting to drive or we're starting to date and we want to, you know, buy our date stuff or go out to dinner. 
or we uh, want to buy our own clothes or something. So it's really comes down to kind of a, a money thing. And it's also your first step into being more independent and responsible. And that's meaning. That's that's giving your life more meaning. You're becoming more independent. You're becoming to find out who you are as a participating member of society and not just somebody that's in the little cocoon of your family. And uh, and being responsible, too. It's, it's starting to get you into that mode of being accountable for your own actions and being accountable for showing up to work and being accountable for doing your job. The way that uh, the expectations are for that, that I, I kind of think of a purpose as that, as kind of a first. It's not your dream purpose. It's just like your first job. So, just I'd like you to, to ask yourself this question: What is one thing, one thing you are doing in your life that gives you the feels? Yeah, you know, that gives you. That makes you feel good. That that gives you some sort of satisfaction or some some level of fulfillment, you know. And it's and I'm not talking about you just you know doing something in your in your house and or, or you know smoking pot or uh, you know eating a whole pizza on your own. You know what I mean? I'm talking about something that that you're out there and you're interacting. You're in the world. You're and it could be from something at work. Like not your job, but maybe a task in your work or you being a good team member at your job, something like that. Uh, it could be uh, you doing some level of volunteering if you do have a, a, if you do volunteer for work or if you're taking care of a sick uh, family member or if you're looking after a, um, a neighbor that is older uh, or just uh, or is not in a good state of mind, something like that, maybe. Uh, a cherished relationship, uh, which is actually the how they stated it in the in the study, a cherished relationship, which means a solid relationship. I mean, your life doesn't your life have meaning when you first fall in love? Isn't that cool? I mean, you think, wow, this is like this is how it's supposed to be. Of course, most of that's just a hormone rush and it kind of you know goes away. But then you find a best friend that there's a lot of meaning in that. And you can plant your flag on that being a purpose for you to go forward. Also, maybe even your faith. Or your spirituality. I mean, if you are religious and if, if faith is a big thing for you, or if you're just spiritual, uh, maybe that, that could be something. Or pick, or even you could even like pick up trash when you go for a walk. So you are actually having a positive impact on the world. That could be, a, that could literally be a purpose. Or uh, asking someone if they need any help. Or keeping yourself healthy and strong. Keeping yourself healthy and strong is 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 actually a, give yourself meaning because now you're healthy and strong and you can do things for people. You are going to be around a long time for your kids. If you have kids, you can uh, you can act as a as somebody that is a a mentor for somebody else who wants to get to that point. There's a ton of ways. So I'm saying all I'm saying is this: select one thing, just one thing. I'm not saying select. You know, your, your meaning is to, you know, create the new, a better light bulb or to cure cancer. I'm just saying literally one of these things or one thing that just gets you off during, you know, every day or close to every day, something that you look at and go, I feel really cool about that one thing. So select that one thing and write it down as your current purpose, current purpose. Now with that in your mind, here's what happens psychologically. You got one little, and and you're going to think, well, this is ridiculous, maybe. This is not a purpose. Well, it is, actually, technically speaking. It's not a grandiose, it's not a huge purpose, but it is a purpose. What's going to happen is this. Your mind 
is going to uh, settle in on that. It's like the first brick in a foundation of a house. You got to start somewhere. And when you build the foundation for a house, you got to build it really strong. And it's that, that for, you know, just you clear the dirt out and you just start putting your concrete down and you put your brick down. You got to start with one brick. And this is what the brick is. But what your mind does is it, it says, okay, we started. I have this brick and then I got something to, I got something to work from. Now I got, I, I know where the brick is on the lot. I know where I can go out this way. I know where I can go out this way. And that is why it's so important to start with a, if you don't have a purpose now, if you haven't written down a purpose now, do it immediately or take out your phone. If you're listening to this on the podcast, or like, you know, you're on a train or you're in your car or something and go to your notes and put a verbal note down of a purpose or a few things that you think that would be good. All right. So what happens is your mind will settle on that. And now it'll provide other opportunities. You will start to, you won't, you won't have the stress of not having a purpose anymore. So now it opens up this whole flow for you to be able to see like other bigger purposes as they come along and what, and it'll be like a little bit bigger or there'll be, it'll be a little more involved or it'll be more people or it'll be maybe a little bit of a different thing than what you kind of started with, but you got to start with one thing. Don't go from step one to step 153. That's what a big grand life purpose thing is. Go from step one to step one and a half. And that's what this is all about. You, you subconsciously, you will start to see bigger opportunities to define purpose and have a sense of meaning. And they're all going to build upon each other. And when they do, you're going to get into that loop, that virtuous loop that I talked about, that the study talked about in terms of now you have your attitude and now you're going to get healthier and now you have your attitude and now you're going to you know have more friends or deeper relationships or, uh, and, or now you, or, or now you get healthy and you, and then you feel better about that. So see how that works, but it all comes down to just making that one decision on a purpose. Remember, not the purpose, a purpose. So have I said purpose enough? That's it. That's that's the uh, that's the show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Please, again, as usual, let me know if you have any comments or questions. It's uh, Tony at javabud.com, J-A-V-A-B-U-D. If uh, you have any questions about if you have any sticky points, if you're at the beginning of the year and you're still feeling stuck or, or frustrated, uh, shoot me an email. This is this is what I do. I do transition coaching uh, mostly for uh, younger younger adults that uh, that are going through that whole thing about they're out of school or they're out of college and they have this first job and then it's not working so good and then they don't know what the hell they want to do. And uh, that's uh, it, it's very very important, especially now in your time of life, if you're anywhere between you know, 20 something and mid thirties is to understand that you, that you can regroup and you have the ability to uh, kind of take a step uh, off your, off that path that you have been on and kind of carve a new one that you actually have full control over in terms of what you want to do. A lot of times we get into school, like I, I can tell you, I did. I mean, I got into school and I picked a major and it wasn't the major that I really thought that I wanted, but it, was something that was agreed upon, like from a family thing, which was fine because at 18 or 19, who the hell knows what the hell they want to do. There's very few people. There are some people out there, but I, I was not. And that's why I like talking to you because I am the same person. I am that confused 18 or 19 year old. I was that confused midlife or a quarter life crisis, 26 year old that lost everything and was $70,000 in debt. I was that guy. 
but I found out how to get out of that. And I found out how to start my, you know, on my more of a meaningful uh, life path. And that's what I help other people with. So if you have any questions about that, or if you want to talk to me about uh, about chatting with me about this or or getting some guidelines and stuff, then you know shoot me a shoot me an email Tony at javabud.com. J A V A B U D. Hope things are good. I want I got one last thing before we go. I was uh, cleaning out a bunch of my old stuff, and because uh, I was giving some boxes to my daughter because it's a bunch of stuff that her growing up and all that, and I wanted her to see it. And I came across, and I talked a couple times about my uh, past experience in the radio business back in L.A., and I worked for a, a, a station called uh, 105.5 KNAC in Long Beach, Los Angeles. And I uh, I covered Live Aid for them. So I was at Live Aid in Philadelphia. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because of the Bohemian Rhapsody is so huge now. And I have to say for one thing, that the when they did the Live Aid thing of Bohemian Rhapsody, when he was on the piano and he starts off, and that was Shot for shot, exactly how it was. It was it was amazing how well they it copied it, like mo- moment to moment. It was amazing, even t- down to the point where the, the 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 beer the beer cups on the piano and how full they were. It was insane how awesome that was. The second thing I want I, uh, what I want to tell you is so I found this. And you guys can see if you guys are watching the YouTube uh, channel on from the Java Bud, I have it, and it's. Uh, this is my, I got the sweatshirt. This It was in like the, the courtesy pack or whatever. My Live 8 sweatshirt. And see down there it says Philadelphia. So I it, these were only only made and only given out to the people who attended the Live 8 in Philadelphia. And of course, everybody's all fired up on the Queen thing. And they have on the back where they have li- they have the, the, the bands who did it from the United States and the bands who did it from England, from the UK. And down here is queen there's queen right right there there's queen so there you go so that was uh I, it was really cool to see this again and uh, i was really excited to uh be able to you know have it. of course you know being 30 something odd years old I, I, I first of all i don't wear a medium anymore and second of all it, you know clothes shrink like crazy and a 30 year old piece of clothing is like I mean, I, I don't think I could put it on a chihuahua. It's so small now. But I thought it'd be kind of cool to share that with you. I hope things are good. I hope things are great. I really hope that you are continuing your momentum into the beginning of the year. And uh, you know, let me know how it goes. I'll talk to you. Bye. Bye.